Good afternoon. I'm going to read you a story from Western Nigeria, from a tribe called the Yoruba, and it's called the Magic Drum. I'm going to be accompanied by a couple of friends here. They're going to be playing some very interesting instruments. And I'd just like to thank Gemma for that, because I was, my name is Colin Salmon. So, <laughs> most of my youth was spent uh, being punished for it. It was one of those names where people, people found funny. So now I realise this is a magical name, and my daughters over here who also carry my name will have that story to remember. So thank you. Okay. Once upon a time, there lived a very rich king. He had 50 wives, many children, acres of farmland, and hundreds and hundreds of servants working for him. Everyone in his kingdom was happy and contented, for the king was a kind and peaceful man and ruled with justice. Now, the cause of most of the king's wealth was a magic drum. Whenever the king beat this drum, large quantities of the most delicious food appeared, spread on tables ready to eat, and in a country where famines came so frequently, this was wealth indeed. Not only did the king use the drum to feed his wives and his children and his servants, but he also used it to prevent wars. Sometimes a neighboring tribe would declare war on the king, and the warriors would arrive, painted with gruesome patterns, and carrying spears and shouting their war cries. The king would meet them, beat, beat his drum, and immediately tables of wonderful food would appear, such as the enemy had never tasted before, and often their quarrels would be quite forgotten. The king didn't only feed humans for this. He would often invite wild animals, and in those days, men understood the language of the beasts, and elephants, lions, leopards, and antelopes, buffaloes, all came together, ate their fill, and returned peaceably to the forest. Everybody longed for a drum like the king's, and a few people were envious of it. But the king, king kept it a well-guarded secret and would not part with it. Now, there was a secret about this drum that nobody knew except for the king. It would always provide food when it was beaten by the owner, unless he walked over a stick lying in his path or crossed a fallen tree. Then, if he beat the drum after doing such a thing, 300 angry warriors would appear and would beat the assembled company with sticks and whips while the guests cried for mercy. But the king always kept this in mind when he was journeying, and because he seldom walked far and always watched his step where he went, the drum never had caused to produce hostile warriors instead of food, so all was well. One morning, one of the king's wives took his daughter down to the stream. She was to bathe. She was splashing and having fun and having a brilliant time. And at last, when she was finished, she stepped out into the river and on the grass bank. At this time, the tortoise, who happened to be up a palm tree collecting nuts for his meal, just dropped one. It landed right at the child's feet. Look, mother, she exclaimed, how lucky I am. I was feeling so hungry after my bath, and now a palm nut has dropped for me. May I eat it? The woman stooped down, picked it up, looked at it, made sure everything was okay, and then she handed it to her. She made short work of it. The wicked tortoise, who recognised the queen, the king's wife, quickly ran down the tree. Give me back my nut! What have you done with it? Well, I've eaten it, said the child, and it tasted very nice too. I didn't know it was yours. The tortoise pretended to be angry, for he had thought of a plan to 
benefit himself. So he said to the woman, hmm, you stole the food of a poor man and gave it to your daughter. I saw you, you cannot deny it. Here am I, a poor tortoise, climbing trees to gather nuts for my starving family. I should go to the king and tell him that one of his wives has been stealing my food, and then there will be great trouble. Well, the woman laughed and told her little daughter not to worry. My husband is very rich, and I'm sure he will compensate you. In any case, I didn't know the nut was yours. But how can you accuse me of stealing him? We must go straight there now, said Tortoise. I don't think he will look upon this as a light matter. You yourself know how serious a crime it is to steal another person's food in this country. So the woman, the child, and the tortoise all made their way to the king's compound where he sat under a tree surrounded by his counselors. Tortoise bowed low, well, as best as he could with his hard shell, and then said, O king, is it not true that to steal food from anyone is, is the worst crime a man can commit in this land? Uh, the king agreed that it was indeed a serious crime, and so Tortoise told the story of how the woman had stolen food from him. At the end of the tale, the king was in slight fix, since he had already admitted in front of all his counsellors that the theft of food was a serious crime. But he was a just man, and a wealthy one, so he said calmly, well, Tortoise, since you think one of my wives has robbed you, I will repay you a hundredfold what you have lost. Now tell me, what will you have? I will give you anything you like to name. Goats, chickens, servants. What will you choose? Without a moment's hesitation, the tortoise answered, I'll have your magic drum. Well, what could the king do? He was a man of honour and had promised tortoise anything he chose, so he handed over the drum and went sadly into his house. However, he forgot to tell the tortoise, the secret magic. <laughs> that night at the tortoise's house, there was mayhem. They were so excited, the children, who had never had such full stomachs, were eating and eating and eating, and his wife was delighted that her days of collecting firewood and standing over a cooking pot were ended. As for tortoise, he boasted loudly about his cleverness in getting the drum from the king, and told his wife he would never have to do another day's work in his life. For three days, the tortoise family did nothing but eat and sleep and eat and sleep and eat and sleep. Then, the tortoise decided he would have a party. He would invite all the locals, everyone who had laughed at his poverty in the past. So, he sent out his invitation and the people started to come. There were not many because they didn't expect much of a party at the tortoise's house, but the few that did come had themselves a wild time. They arrived, the tortoise greeted them. He shot out the drum, and then he began to beat the drum. And his guests were soon confronted by the most wonderful dishes, which they ate with haste. And then they danced, and they ate, and they danced, and they ate, and they ate, and ate, and eventually they stopped dancing because they were so full they couldn't. Then they left. And they went home and told all their friends about what the tortoise had actually done. Now the tortoise was rich, other wealthy people began to invite him back to their homes. And so it came that one night, as he was walking back from a party, he unknowingly stepped right over a branch that lay in the path. He was too tired and too well fed that night to use his drum, so but in the morning, with his plump family looking on, he beat the drum to get their breakfast. 
Well, there were shrieks and there was cries and there was pandemonium. You see, 300 warriors filled the compound and beat the tortoise and his family so severely that in spite of their hard shells, they were all left exhausted on the floor. When the warriors had disappeared and tortoise had recovered slightly, the unpleasant animal said to himself, something has gone wrong with that drum and all the good magic is used up. But why should my family and I be the only ones to suffer? If we are beaten, then other people should be beaten too. And the unkind creature sent messages to all those who didn't come to his last party. Now, word of his first party got out. So they all came in abundance. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people arrived at the tortoise's compound. The tortoise had sent his family off to the forest. And when he had the assembled people there, he the drum and he dived under the table so nobody could see him. And of course, 300 warriors lost no time in appearing. The poor guests were beaten, almost unconscious, and had to help each other back to their homes. And they were still hungry and they were muttering and they were very, very, very upset with this tortoise. The tortoise didn't come out for a few days because basically he was a hunted man. Or oh, a hunted tortoise, I should say. He was very depressed because he knew now that the drum no longer had its secret and he didn't know what to do. After much thought, the only thing he could think to do was to go back to the king. He took the drum back to the king and he said to him, I'm tired of this thing. I want to exchange it for something else. But very well, said the king, who was very anxious not to show how excited he was to have the drum back. It so happens that I have a magic tree and I've exchanged the drum. The tortoise was delighted to get rid of it. The secret of this magic tree was that you could get fufu and soup from it once a day, but only once a day. And if you return to it, you will kill it. It will wither and die. So the tortoise took his tree, took it to a very secret part of the forest, planted it, and sure enough, he fed from it. The next morning he was up very early and he was back to his old conceited ways. He told his wife, bring me ten galabashes and follow me. She was very wary because she thought the warriors might be still there. But anyway, she followed him. She took the calabashes. He took the largest and put it there. And of course, his wife looked aghast as the calabash was filled with beautiful fufu, which is yam, and very popular in Africa. And then she took another calabash, and the soup just exuded from the leaves. She took them back to the home, and the family were all happy again because they were eating. But the children, who had rather grown greedy, because of the drum, were anxious to know where the tree was kept. But the tortoise would not tell them. So the next day, the big, big brother suggested that they put some ash into his father's bag and put a hole in the bag. And he left a trail, which the brother followed. And sure enough, he saw his father taking the food from the soup from the tree. That day, he was feeling hungry, the brother. So he got himself and his sisters and brothers together and he said, follow me, I know the secret. And he went back to the tree. He got the fufu, he got the soup, and he left happy. Next morning, the father went back to the tree and what he found was a dead tree. He was distraught, for no longer could he feed his family. He wept because someone had discovered his tree and gathered the food from it. Now the spell was broken and the magic is gone.
Sad and hungry, he returned home, and summoning all his family together, he told them what had happened. The children looked guilty. He guessed, but they lied and denied everything. Come with me, said the tortoise sadly, and he led his family back to the bush and showed them the overgrown raffia palm. My dear wife and children, he said, I have done my best to feed you, but now you have sport the magic and I can use it no more. From now onwards, you will all have to live here in the bush and find your own food. I can do no more for you. So, the tortoise family made their home under the raffia palm, and they have lived there ever since. And if you ever go to Western Nigeria or to the forests of Central Africa, if you look under the raffia palm, you will find the tortoise family.